Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash Media. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. I'm getting awesome. You're getting awesome. We're getting awesome. Yeah, that's what I said now. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Awesome Cast. I am the Alpha Michael Sorg on the internet. That's right. Of MichaelSorg.com. It's mine now. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, and, and, and usually I have my trusty co-host, but he is gallivanting across uh, uh, these United States and, That's right. and, um, and America's hat. This way. <laughs> this week we've replaced him with that. And they can't see it, but it's a, a scary guy from the ScareHouse website. Yeah, that's Rob this week. That's Rob. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? There you go. Sorry. It's an interesting uh, opinion about the T-Mobile AT&T merger. Uh, but anyways, what of course wow. behind the board? Really? You're you're dropping that now. We're gonna start. <laughs> no, 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 we'll lead into it. But of course, behind the boards, as usual, our uh, our 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 video DJ in training, yeah. Chachi. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? You're doing good. Yeah. You're good. All right. It's been an exciting week. I mean, I can't really complain. So, yeah. Good. Good. You want to read them? What's that? You want to read them the details? Oh, there's details. Uh, you, the, 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 you can contact us. We usually yeah. do this after the intro part. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> no, we're doing it now. Okay. He's wearing it. You know, you have it. company over. You shouldn't we be do. fighting we do in front company. of him. That's just... Um, no, that means it's a good show already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got that up. You can contact us. Contact at awesomecast.com or you can, uh, you can phone us at, uh, 724-25-ACAST. It's, uh, 252-2278 for the rest of you. So we need to fix that so it's not just staring at you. I know. Staring at me. I know. Uh, while I'm reading the screen. Um, a little bit technical stuff. This is hard. Video's hard, guys. You want me to just bust a move when you start doing that yeah 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 like you dance to my number yeah, telling seven two four two five a cast minutes from the mall all right <laughs> only a pittsburgh guys are going to get that um wow. but with us we have a special guest in the studio you know him as scare out scott on the twitter on the twitter yes that's can what I call the kids you, are calling it these days can i call you Scarehouse? uh <laughs> Um, Mr. Scarehouse would be fun. Okay, oh, yeah. Mr. Scarehouse Scott Simmons <laughs> from Scarehouse.com. Of course, the the famous, infamous. I don't know. Depends on how your trip was. Uh, exactly. Scarehouse from uh, I believe it's, it's in Etna, right? Yeah, I think it's the Scarehouse. It's famous. I'm just that guy. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. usually around when the shows are running on Travel Channel and everything else, I get the look and the mumble of I think it's that guy. But <laughs> that's about as far as my fame really goes. I think. Fantastic, fantastic! Uh, you, you, well, you, you've been a uh, uh, kind of a, a fixture. Is, uh, the scare house has been something I've heard about years ago. Okay, uh, you know, got to got to attend a few years ago, my first time. I got to return this year, uh, but I can't get away from you <laughs> because, uh, well, for one, you've invaded my pod camp. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the reason, well, first, uh, for those uninitiated, uh, you know, of course, you can check it out at scarehouse.com. There's plenty of stuff, and that's sort of why, why you're here. Uh, but can you explain the Scarehouse, uh, you know, to the people, at the uninitiated? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Scarehouse is haunted house, obviously, mm -hmm. and uh, it's no. here. Oh. Very nice. It's here in <laughs> Pittsburgh, 
And um, we've just been lucky enough to get a lot of national recognition, uh, particularly over the last few years. Mm -hmm. uh, Scarehouse has been around since 99. But just within the last five or six years, once we moved into the location we're in now, uh, and thanks to the internet, thanks to social media, thanks to a lot of luck. Um, you guys being insanely awesome. Well, there's that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've been lucky enough to be on the Travel Channel a couple times. Travel Channel actually named us as one of America's scariest Halloween attractions. And once the Travel Channel did that, it kind of opened the gates to being in things like some of the industry mags like Fangoria and Haunted Attraction Magazine have given us some awards for like best in the country. But now that's even spreading into further things like Forbes Magazine, Money Magazine, uh, AOL News. Just every year there are more and more people talking about talking about us, which is pretty trippy, but also pretty nice. And um, people ask, and it really is, it's our full-time job now. It's such an elaborate production and we change so much of it every year that it it takes all year that we're working away at it you know we started construction uh, a few weeks ago started design in january because it's a very very elaborate attraction you know we really try to deliver the kind of experience you'd expect to see in uh the three of them down at uh station square yeah uh i forget what they used to the fright nights down yeah, there right that was um that was Romero's. It, yeah. Well, well, the last. Well, one, I mean, the last one well, we went to, they had on, a hold night. On, hold on. That was Romero's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the yeah, last one I, we went to, they had the Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, down there. And you know but, what? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> whoa, no, whoa, it just it wasn't that good. It gets better because I think after I think after we went to Scarehouse this year, I went down to Castle Blood because I had some free tickets. I are you? Did you know Castle Blood? Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they they're the lot. They they do a lot. And yeah. it's out. It's out there. It's a really elaborate house for out in the middle of nowhere. But it, it wasn't scary for one thing, you know, except for the but, one little girl in our group. <laughs> but you know, I think the thing I love about the industry, and it is it's an actual industry. You know, mm -hmm. I was just talking to somebody the other day about it. It's it's backing up a little bit. I mean, I got started in this in mid '80s, back at the days of the Cloverleaf Area YMCA haunted house and the JC's style haunted house, where you could. I still remember. The first time I was sort of in charge of that YMCA haunted house, I think we had a budget of $1,200 for the entire season, which was mind-blowing back then. Now that would barely cover a pizza budget for a couple yeah. weekends. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. The, um, it's really grown since then. I mean, it's I've been doing haunted houses in one form or another here in Pittsburgh since the mid-'80s. That's where I met my wife, Barb, who's one of the owners of Scarehouse. And it's grown to this international industry. There's about... We have associations, we have magazines, we have all this. And one of the things I like about as an industry is that it covers everything. You know, our show is much more about design and very elaborate, but it also includes something like a Castle Blood, which is out of uh, it's out of a house. It's a very gothic, a very singular theme, and they're not really trying to scare you as much no, as to make it no, more like an interactive no. game. It, it does kind see, of thing. it does, yeah, it's an interactive game thing with them. Uh, it does seem a little more family friendly. Like yeah, you can oh, bring the kids much, to something like so, this. Yeah. But it was just like the, st the just the contrast from going from Scarehouse to this was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and I realized like that's probably the kind of thing you know again not even as elaborate as as Castle Blood, but like back home where we come from, uh, you know, between here here in Pittsburgh and Erie, uh, you know, that's probably what we grew up on. And yeah. Oh, scary. yeah. And then go to something like Scarehouse, which yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. You refer to it as a show. Yeah. You know, which I don't think is some people consider. 
uh, something like uh, haunted, a haunted house, a show as much as it's just a bunch of scary things. Yeah, in the house. Well, oh no, yeah. his is definitely and a show. Is, yeah, the, no, the production I mean, values. Well, and it's still it's still something that we face um, nationally. I mean, with with the association, with the industry, with some of the groups I belong to, is there's still a perception when I sit when I'm talking to a media or local, even locally, sometimes when I'm talking to reporters. There's still a perception of what haunted houses used to be. They're still going. They're imagining it's going to be black walls, twelve-year-olds in rubber masks, <laughs> spray-painted mm-hmm. sets. I'm like, no. You know, we we have a costume designer in L.A. who we started talking to in March. We have full-time staff. We're doing all this very massive stuff, and certainly we're not the only ones doing that. I mean, there mm-hmm. are other haunted houses at our level who are also doing hugely elaborate sets and everything else, but there is still that perception a lot of times when I'm doing interviews or going out for sponsorships or everything, I still to this day will get like, well, you know, someone will say meaning well, but they'll say, you know, my daughter's 12 years old. I'm sure she'd uh, love to help you out. I'm like, well, um, all of our actors are 18 or older. We've got payroll. We've got, you know, there's still this gap. And that's the thing that the challenge for us is always to get people out to see the place or even mm-hmm. through the website and through the social mm-hmm. media a big part of what I try to do is explain to people, not necessarily in a braggy way, but just showing them what it is just so they have a sense of why it's different than other haunted houses. And, and again, going to the social media, uh, like I said, I, I, I can't get away from you guys. It's, you know, none of that's a bad thing. I'm just like, I can't not know what the scare house is being in a social media kind of circle here in the Pittsburgh area, uh, which I thought has been pretty fascinating to see from the outside. I mean, I, I, I start, you know, every time I turn around, there's you know stuff going on on Twitter. The the bunny has its own account. Yep. Uh, there I see I music videos coming out of there. Yeah. Friends in social media. Uh, 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 the scary, crazy, scary happened hap- hap- this yep. year. Yeah. It, it, it was just you can't get away with it. And of course, you know we're we're redistributing that ourselves. And hey, go look what our friends are checking out. You know, part of the plan. I mean, it, <laughs> one of the things that that is tricky for me is. Well, I think two things with social media, and a friend of mine said this best, and I agree with it. So much of what I'm doing on social media is stuff I'd probably be doing anyway <laughs> because I'm sort of wired like that to just be constantly my brain going around and look shiny over here and and making connections and everything else. Mm-hmm. But it does enable us to talk about the haunt year-round because one of the challenges of our show is it's gotten so large, it's gotten so huge, it's gotten so expensive that... As much of it's a big production and and people see the giant lines and they see the giant crowds, you know, you have to understand we have one month to make annual income to support a pretty large staff, full-timers, all that stuff. So the challenge is doing things on social media, doing some of these events that we sponsor and work with to let people know we're around year-round, you know, just reminding them involving them in the process because you know people like to see that we've already started building sets and everything else Mm -hmm. but balancing it so that it's not by the time october rolls around people are going that guy's still talking about that scare house thing i remember (laughs) he was talking about it last in february it's (laughs) the heavy little little tidbits little little breadcrumbs to bring them bring them back to october to your door exactly it's that balance because i mean i could even now there's so much thing there are so many things going on i'm sure i could be going crazy with the tweets and the Facebook of all the stuff we're doing, but then mm-hmm. I know people would say, "Enough, it's March." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to be that guy who. Every, I think everybody has that friend or that family member, or that coworker who really, really loves Christmas, 
and you go back to work in January and it's your first day back and he, he goes, you know, 360 days till Christmas. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Well, it, it, it's funny that you said that, that you have one month to make annual income. And I, we've been talking to you. Well, Mike's been talking to you for a while, setting up this interview mm-hmm. for you to come in. And uh, you mentioned in an email earlier in the week that you've already sold tickets. Yeah. Yeah. For October. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, um, we, one of the things I found, I've found is that the, which is one of the ironies, I think, of the haunted house industry, which again, there are about 3,000 of us, give or take, in the country, is that not all of them are quick to grasp social media, internet, everything else, which kind of blows my mind because the primary audience of our shows tends to be young, active people. Mm-hmm. And to my mindset of even if I wasn't into the whole social media thing, I'm going to, you know, if that's what my how my audience relates and communicates, obviously I'm going to want to try to reach out to them. And so many websites for haunted houses and events, sometimes they're not being updated until September or a couple of weeks before they open. Mm-hmm. And last year we said, well, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's not like we're trying to surprise people. <laughs> so why not at this point, especially in this market, I feel like people know we're coming. There's no reason to hide anything. So let's go ahead and go online in May. And it made our lives so much easier because then come in May when you're talking to potential sponsors or potential marketing partners or just trying to get logistical things figured out, having your tickets online, having everything going in May was pretty nice. So it was at some point this year, we said, well, let's just shoot for March and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And we did. And um, yeah, we have our tickets are on sale. And when we set them up in March, I think the thought was, let's get put our tickets online because it's a very time consuming process it's not Mm -hmm. the fun creative process but let's get them online so it's one less thing to worry about and yeah sure enough over the last week it's not a deluge it's not like groupon level buying or anything but yeah there have been some people buying tickets already for november for our lights out event wow the the lights yeah yeah, the lights out was interesting um i I didn't hear about hear about this until you know again right after was this a new thing this year or it was a it was a new thing we tried um one of the things i love about my industry and especially where we are having gone to the shows and things being for around around for a while is the networking you can do we're actually uh we're part of a group called uh, america haunts that represents about 18 of the sort of more well-known if you will established haunted houses in the country and every year we'll get together and basically network and brainstorm ideas. And it was actually a haunted house in Austin and then another haunted house in Baton Rouge that had both done similar kind of things that, to this Turn Out the Lights event, where essentially they both did it similar to us. You know, your normal season ends, and then you open for an extra weekend and then turn out all the lights and just kind of change the show and tweak it. It's sort of a way to offer a totally different kind of experience and we said well that that could be fun that could be entertaining and the audience really really liked it it was one of the top events we did last year in terms of audience it's feedback got, it, yeah it's got to and it's got to bring back just kind of uh you bring a video game to replay value to it yeah you know? i mean there's you i mean it's got to be people that are like oh, oh I, i've been there and it's like oh now they're doing this it's it's interesting mentioned video game and i know this probably would chachi could relate to this it is kind of like oh unlocking the special level because it's the same haunted house <laughs> it's the master it's, quest right it's yeah. much darker we'll tweet we really had fun with it we tweaked characters you know character the bunny 
it's the only time of the year you can hear the bunny talk. He talks to turn out the lights, but the rest of the time he doesn't. <laughs> we took some of the delirium characters and made them kind of scary. And it now, how did that one work with the lights out? We most of delirium is not part of turn out the lights for that very reason. It doesn't really work yeah, exactly. to have the That's party was... kind of environment. Yeah, but we just had so much fun with it. And there are kinds of things you can do with an event like Turn Out the Lights that we can't do normally because the throughput is much slower because it's obviously pitch black. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what we did is we actually turn off a lot of the sound effects as well. So we can actually whisper in people's ears and we can <gasps> stomp. So it's and quieter as well. Much more quiet, much more, yeah. Well, if I thought I was getting strangled at the normal event, I can only imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chachi had, be, oh. Chachi had quite the experience because we had these two... <laughs> 15 14 year old girls behind us yeah they were young yeah and i made the mistake of wearing my pens jersey <laughs> which had a lot of extra material in it yeah and like any normal scare place uh you require the people behind you to put their hands on the shoulders of the person in front of you mm -hmm. which i completely understand and had it been any normal group of people i would have been fine right but because i get the 15 year old who's Scared out of her mind. Oh my! I, I couldn't <laughs> breathe through most of it. That was that was like half the entertainment. Oh yeah, that no, way it was. Through. I mean, and that's what it is for me. It, it's the other uh, visitors' responses to these things. Yeah, absolutely. That make me enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. That and uh, the quality, which you guys have plenty. Oh, oh yeah. thank you. I, I know we've discussed this off camera before, but I. And I, I let it with an apology because, I mean, a lot of people take their job seriously like they should, and they like to scare people when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. So I apologized to you in advance before I started commenting, but I, I flat out told them that I laughed oh, I most of that. the way through it yeah. because it, it was just, it's fun. <laughs> if, if you, I love, there's such a fine line, I think, between people being scared and people laughing. And even when people are scared, you know, you look at the videos on our website and stuff their instant reaction sometimes is the laugh right yeah. after mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. or like you said they're laughing at the person in the group who's so freaked out they they can't even grasp what's happening i mean right. it's i think a, a successful haunted house tries to hit more than one emotion just like a successful horror movie or successful form of any kind of entertainment yeah you couldn't do half an hour of just Boo ah, boo ah. You know, there has mm -hmm. to mix in some humor. And I mean, we really try to do that with, even with the bunny. Yeah. Obviously, he's kind of creepy, but he's also pretty funny. Oh, I had a blast with yeah. him. Yeah. And like, there's a weird the thing there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a blast with him. He came down to Chachi Plays. And yeah. He came down at a, a an hour I wouldn't have preferred it originally, um, just because I was starting to get exhausted at that point. But I mean, it was still a lot of fun. I mean, it, oh, it's yeah. a great character, and it's a great addition to any. Uh, for those that may have not ch checked out Chachi Plays, the, the Scarehouse Bunny came down. It was about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We started 7 the night before. Yeah. And played Raving Rabbits, I think, too, for the Wii. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, it, it was great. It was great. And it's just the people coming into Ninja Entertainment to see this scene right. yeah. of the, you know, whether they recognize it as the Scarehouse Bunny or not. Right. I mean, there we we were like I remember we were we were sitting there watching. There would be people walking down Smithville Street downtown, and just like they'll they're walking, stopping like what the? Because this is February, right. correct? Yeah, was it, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Not in the middle of February, yeah. like the thirteenth or something. So it's like yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Easter? What? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it was it was a blast. Um, you mentioned earlier Groupon. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get back on the social media aspect sure. of this. Um, you guys used Groupon mm-hmm. to drum up more business or to sell tickets or whatever, whatever you used it. Yeah. Um, and we've been discussing on the show lately because of certain of certain yeah, companies. I remember you guys talking about it last um, week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pittsburgh Power Game where it yeah. was just a mess. Right? And that was with, that was with Living Social. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and we said that it was the company's fault more than the uh, the group's fault. Like mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't Groupon or Living Social's fault. It was the company's fault. Uh, when you guys did it, did you have any set limit or did you just? sell as much because yeah, I, I know i know the night we went well we had a longer line than mm-hmm. i mean we were we were tweeting back and forth yeah. about it uh but i was like hey you know the prepay line is longer than the <laughs> walk-up line which was interesting yeah. and you said well you know a lot of groupons it, cashed in it's the thing with groupon and well i can't speak to living social because we've only dealt with groupon mm-hmm. especially last year i think it's getting a little bit more established but i felt like last year on both ends there was still a certain amount of experimentation with it Mm-hmm. And what had happened, especially on that night, was we had set a limit, and I had set a pretty ambitious limit going, oh, wow, we'll never sell this many tickets in a day, but wouldn't it be funny <laughs> which, which, if... Which, yeah. which feels like that's what a lot of people do. Yeah, and yeah. boy, we and, and we did. We sold a lot. <laughs> and um, I had the tickets, in our case, we had done the group on, it was the last Monday in September, so essentially the Monday before we opened. And my thought process then had been, if I, if I do this Groupon thing, that'll build up even more awareness for something that, as much as, as you say, in social media, it feels like you can't get away from me, um, <laughs> which I like. The uh, <laughs> the thing in in this age with people being so distracted, I feel, I, I've, I've said this for years, that if there's a point when certain people say, I feel like I can't get away from you, you're everywhere, that's probably just the point where most of the audience is going, I think I heard, what is that? You know, you yeah, have yeah, to well, really we're in a bubble. Away, so away, you're hearing away. it everywhere, whereas yeah. somebody maybe just has a group on, maybe just on the Twitter, you know, I mean, you're everywhere people are. And I it, happen to be in all those places. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, but, and the group on really helped. I mean, that week leading up to open, tremendous amount of web traffic, social mm-hmm. media traffic, and, you know, nice bump of, from the ticket sales. What, we weren't sure, and even Groupon themselves weren't sure about, is we had set limitations of it had to be Monday through Thursday, or Sunday through Thursdays. And I think both Groupon and us were thinking, well, this is a great deal. People will grab that Groupon and use it this week or use it you know, early in the season when our traffic is not necessarily that high. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we found, which I was really interested in, is people got the Groupon, and I was seeing it on Facebook and Twitter. They were telling me, I bought the group on today because I'm coming on October 30th or I'm coming on October 28th. And I was really surprised by that. And I thought it was interesting, something that anyone else who's ever doing group ons or living social things might be surprised that how far in advance people are, they're not only taking advantage, but they are absolutely willing to plan four and five weeks mm. in advance. And that's why even towards the end of the month, this this past season in particular, we did start having some longer pre-sale lines and it it, still moved faster we were still able to coordinate it but yeah it was surprising to me how many people would buy a ticket five weeks in advance i I think we went on to it thursday next to last week in the month so yeah because uh because i know i bought them on the group on yeah we just didn't have time to go yeah and they were like well if we're not going now my schedule just didn't permit so we're like we're going yeah yeah so it was one of those you contacted me on a tuesday and said (laughs) 
we have to use these tickets before the season's over, so we should probably go Thursday. I'm open mm. Thursday. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of that too. Did. I think yeah. there's a lot of that too. I mean, the same thing kind of happened with me. I went on. Uh, they had these kind of uh, uh, tailgate cruises yeah. uh, for the Steelers games, and uh, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off, and then realized like it to the point where the one over Thanksgiving was out. The next one, the next one was out. All I had was that last game on christmas eve eve mm-hmm. you know and it seemed like it was might have been had a little lot a lot going on there uh and it's like and i think that's what happened with living social with the power game is everybody's really curious about what arena football is around because yep. a lot of people don't everybody's have talking it. about it yeah and it's like i mean this this town's real hot coming right off of super bowl you know for mm-hmm. better or worse of course uh but uh so there was a lot of curiosity and a lot of people are going to cash in the first game yeah, you know, and I and and I know there was a forty-five minute wait for the one guy. He missed the first part of the game, yeah. and uh, but but for, but right off the bat, he's like, he's mad at living social. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say not to talk too much smack about a giant multi-conglomerate <laughs> corporation. The <laughs> the Groupon, because it is still a new technology. Mm-hmm. We have through Scarehouse, we have a very robust online ticketing system, and. It's it's really fantastic. We can do all kinds of tracking and data entry. We've had very, very few problems with processing the amount of people who buy tickets online. And the Groupon system is not really a system, in all honesty. They sort of give you the data and they say, here you go. And I think that's probably, in some ways, in retrospect, I think that I put a lot of blame on myself for not doing a little bit more research into how is this data going to work mm-hmm. with our existing systems and when you're dealing with a very large amount of people like mm. like i'm sure the pittsburgh power was it can oh, yeah. be hard oh, to yeah. go how do we process this many people and yeah it's a little tricky and uh i know in our case like it wasn't intolerable you know the, the no. actually, oh, no. as far I mean, as we're like yeah i mean i remember the first time i was wrapped around the building um so yeah that that wasn't bad it was just like it was just kind of funny that these guys were a little bit further ahead of us were there worse nights uh thanks to the group on no um i don't know about worse nights because i mean the thing that can happen and and this is true that there are going to be nights when the advanced ticket line is going to be longer but it does always move faster yeah and and the secret is because somebody with a existing barcode is always going to be able to get processed three times as fast as the guy Mm -hmm. who's got to pull the credit card out pull the change out pull the and that's really i mean there's no um, there's no secret to it, but it's just, and it's also one of the reasons why we like people to buy the advance tickets because it's, it's a barcode. Just bing, thanks, go. You know, yeah, it's less work for you. You don't have to try to process and then make that long, right. that line grow. And I think, uh, what also helped with the longer line is your guys' characters that are outside. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I think the, uh, character interaction before you even enter the building. Oh, I think it's it, yeah. So I mean, it, it's, it's it's like a prime everybody, right? right. It's yeah. And I I enjoy the the waiting room. Uh, for those that haven't been to the scare house, is uh, you you have your waiting room after you give your ticket, and mm-hmm. there's just these old movie trailers. Yeah, yeah. tremendously like I don't know, grindhouse, grindhouse B-movie. style. It's oh, it, it it's it's amazing. And they're all they're all you know they're all public domain kind of thing, but they're all things that and that's another thing that does require a lot of time is there are things from old kung fu movies from the 70s and old mm-hmm. really obscure horror movies from the 70s and 80s and then i'll go in and, and scratch them and add all kinds of funny things and put in the old drive-in movie cards and things mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. it's i'm a huge as most of our creative team is huge theme park fans 
And, you know, if you go to Disney or go to Universal, that's such a part of setting the mood and setting the mood not only so that the line seems much, much more fun, but it also it makes it so much easier if the first time I try to have a character jump out and scare you, you've already been set up for a certain mood as opposed to just, OK, one minute I'm in a parking lot. Now, all of a sudden I'm in a haunted house. It's sort of a degrees. There have to be degrees of staging to sort of get you ready for the themed experience you're about to enter. Uh, there was a question in the chat room about living social and not being familiar for anybody else. Uh, it's uh, on one or the other. Uh, if you're on living social or group on, they're pretty much the same thing. It's yeah, like a group. It's, it's just little, little differences. Mm -hmm. um, with living social, if you get friends to buy, if you get three friends to buy the same deal that you buy, yours is free. Mm hmm. Um, and I think Groupon is like so many people have to buy it before it's available for right. you to actually purchase. Right. Like you're you're reserving it in the in the event. You know, like right. if you know if you uh, you know like so say if Scarehouse had like you want to sell at least two hundred tickets and you know yeah and yeah God forbid you didn't sell two hundred tickets, that's it. Your money didn't go anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. You know it's not it's, it's, you know it's just that whole social thing. So I think that's how they kind of have the you want to share it with your friends so you can get the deal kind of thing. On right. That. So um, now uh, you guys have used all types of social media for mm -hmm. this. And uh, like one of the first things I saw from you guys was the zombie music video yes. by Best Friend Fight. Yeah. Yes. Which I found amazing. I thought oh, good. Was, I thought it was a, a great piece of work, mm -hmm. um, both by the group and by the oh, video yeah, itself. Oh, totally. yeah, um, and I've noticed that you guys do as much as you can can to give back to the community. Oh, yeah, so definitely. you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, two answers to that. I think the short answer to giving back is I met my wife, Barb, actually working at a haunted house. And my background is working at the nonprofit volunteer haunted houses, which have largely gone away. Mm -hmm. And that's because putting on a haunted house is such a time-consuming process and such an expensive process. It's kind of out of the realm of the nonprofits anymore. You know, it's it's because of safety precautions, because of the cost of having to advertise everything else. Mm -hmm. But I think that as much as we can, we try to do community events, try to give back because we are not, you know, we are a for-profit business, but as much as we can, we like finding ways that we can give back to charities. But also we're lucky enough that our event does get tremendous amount of attention in September October. I mean, we get the really long lines, we get the news coverage, we get tremendous amounts of web traffic. And what I like to do with when we're in the heat of it is how can I use this to sort of draw attention to some other, you know, ideally draw attention to things like some of the things with Make Room for Kids mm -hmm. and some of the things Michelle's doing and draw attention to that stuff. Because I'm like, well, that's something that will benefit people and actually have good. But we also try to extend that to one of the things we've started doing more and more over the last few years, which has really been fun, is as a haunted house, as an event, you know, we spend a lot of our time trying to reach out to sponsors. And a few years ago, we decided, well, why shouldn't we should be doing the same thing? We should be sponsoring events. So we sponsor things like PodCamp. We um, sponsored a local roller derby. Let's say thank you for podcast. <laughs> sponsored a roller derby. We sponsored the Moonlit Matinee movie series at the Oaks, which runs all summer. And a big part of that is partially it helps us, what I was talking about earlier, you know, throughout the first roller derby game was about a month ago. And there it is, February, March, and people mm -hmm. are already going, Scarehouse. Oh, okay. 
But what more importantly, I think, is it's taking our audience and saying, okay, this has nothing necessarily to do with Halloween and haunted houses, but I have a feeling you guys would like roller derby. I have a feeling you guys would like seeing, you know, some of these Return of Living Dead back on the big screen, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And mm-hmm. it's it's a big factor for me is if it's a local business that's maybe um, fits the fits the fits the needs of the audience, and then you know can sort of raise up some awareness of that. And um, and then sometimes it's just this seems like something that's kind of cool, and we all like it, so let's just do it. And I mean that's one of the things that's nice about running this as our own business. You know, we really do everything. You know, we do our own advertising. We do our own website. We create all our own videos. And in the case of the music video last year, there really wasn't any larger scheme of if I, I mean, we've announced that we're doing Pittsburgh Zombies this year, but last year we didn't even have a zombie themed haunt. It was just that Rob Johnson, aka Rob on the Run, who has been doing our behind the scenes videos for a couple of years, he, um, point of order, he actually was doing scarehouse videos before he became Rob on the Run. He, um, he was talking about, he just, he and he, uh, Matt had formed this best friend fight. They had done the zombie video or the zombie song. And it really was, well, we have such creative people here. We should do a video. And it just grew and grew and became my James Cameron type moment of, I need dancers. I need fog. <laughs> I need a set. I need, bring me Andy Gassmeyer. And, you know, it became this really big, elaborate, expensive thing. And even now, a year later, like, I can't justify any of that. Like, if this was <laughs> if this was a corporate company, at no point did I say, here's why we did a music video. I, I don't know, just because it was cool. But, and, and... but it was a really cool thing. You, yeah, you, you played mean... it going in and we're like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it is that feel. Like, you feel like we talk about, you know, on the other show about wrestling, you know, having the, the big fight feel is had the, like, this, this, this place is for real. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like these aren't a bunch of amateurs doing this, and it's real great. And I think you guys really come off as, you know, I mean, when you see stuff like the Ghost Hunters showing up mm-hmm. in the Travel Channel, I mean, I think that's, you know, reinforcing the point that, you know, how you guys present yourself. And, and I don't think, uh, I haven't heard anybody's disappointed when they go in. No. Oh, good. And I no. mean, you can't justify a reason for the music video, and that makes complete sense to me because there's nothing in your heart that says zombies. Yeah, there or will be this zombies. year. Yeah, have you right. had zombies in the past at all? I mean, you always have zombies, but You're never right. like a specifically designed scene. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. always you know, they go everywhere. They're like a they're a good side dish. You yeah, know, it's, but, missing, it's a missing something. We need to put some zombies. Right, right. Uh, but I did notice that the video itself entertained everyone. Yeah, waiting for to get oh, into yeah. the haunt. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. there was. I think the day we went, there was a sixty to seventy year old guy mm-hmm. in the lobby who was having a blast watching that video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And was completely entertained by that. Well, and it's... The the video in particular is a good example of something that started as, this will just be a fun thing. You know, we'll do this low budget. We'll just screw around or have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. And we, the team that does all this stuff, we were sitting together. And the more we listened to Rob, the best... I mean, I call it Rob's song, but he also did it with Matt, the other half of Best Friend Fight. The more we listened to the song and realized it was so good, we thought, well, this is, this song is so good. It deserves a video as good as as what this song is, is mm-hmm. talking about. And that's where, I mean, at one point in the brainstorming process and, and budgeting process, there was talk of doing stop motion zombie armies and everything else. And <laughs> we just finally started scaling back. Um, but, uh, and it did, you know, it, it still, it gets a lot of views on YouTube. And it's, you know, one more thing of conversation and... It did end up coming around 
because as we were shooting the video last year, in my mind, when I started thinking about doing a zombie-themed haunt and tying it specifically to that Pittsburgh thing, you know, our tradition mm -hmm. of making mm -hmm. all the haunted or making the zombie movies and the zombie culture. And if you look at the uh, zombie teaser video that we have on scarehouse.com and on our YouTube page, you'll see that there are a lot of elements in the music video in terms of some of the branding and positioning and everything else. It was already established. So that's one of the fun things to me is like, well, I could possibly argue that a year ago we were teasing the Pittsburgh zombies <laughs> thing, but that would be a lie. But, uh, but to the uninitiated, you know, yes. we're like, wow, those guys really think ahead. <laughs> right. And I mean, the same thing happened in some ways, the same thing happened with the new haunt we had last year of Forsaken of we had bought a prop two years ago. There was just this cool, um, it was, it was a, it was a small child, but it was sort of combined with a tree. It was a one-off that an artist in Ohio had made and it had this really weird kind of backwoods creepy mutant kind of feel to it of it was very organic but very disturbing and we bought it because we always liked it we had no idea what to do with it because it was so nice to just use as the prop so we put it in the display case in our lobby and then looking at it looking at it when we started talking about what new haunt to do last year we said that haunt, that that image and that figure is so evocative and it sort of started us talking about things and that became the forsaken and same thing there were I, I started thinking could i argue that maybe like two years ago we were hinting at what was coming so pittsburgh zombies as a music video was the same kind of thing in the process of going through that and brainstorming all the things we could do in the music video it also opens up that other part of your head of going couldn't we do some of this in an actual attraction but you know it's, so it's, it's all that creative process you never know where the ideas are going to come from excellent uh again i want to uh, shout out a friend of ours uh veronica Yes. Uh, participated a little bit in that that the promo video, uh, and she has a little bit of behind the scenes, and the video is posted uh, well, also at scarehouse.com, of course, but uh, vrockstudios.wordpress.com. So and it's really cool because they sit like she says here is this plain plain pictures she took around town, and just uh, it turned into this uh, you know really nice organic feeling. Uh, it was uh, very much a super squirrel, super secret squirrel project. Even yeah. I, I don't believe we told Veronica what we were actually doing. I think I just gave her gave specific her, images her, to take because we were so paranoid that somebody would. Her marching orders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, take scarehouse.com, check it out, and uh, you, you know, guys, you're going to be chuckling stuff out over the next few months. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, I, probably the next thing we'll be able to do. Um, We'll be announcing the titles for this year's uh, Moonlit Matinee at the Oaks. Mm -hmm. This will be our third year of uh, sponsoring that. The uh, Randy over at the Oaks is really the brainchild behind all of that. I largely tend to stay out of his way. You know, he he does um, indulge me a little bit, um, but it's definitely he he is definitely driving the the truck on that. But that's probably the next announcement from us. Will be all the movies that'll Excellent. be shown at the Oaks this summer. Last thing I'm seeing in the chat room, we got we want to get some news here uh, from Funky Dung. Uh, coincidentally, there's a horror-themed hashtag uh, meme going around Twitter right now of horror sitcoms. Uh, I asked Scott, do you have any good ones? Um, two and a Half Men, even before the Charlie Sheen thing, used to hurt me <laughs> so much. Oh, I hate it. It's always on in the waiting rooms. Oh, yeah. Kills oh, me. The, just the cadence of the modern sitcom of... Oh. 
Line, joke, laugh. Line, joke. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it makes me want to punch things. So that's my horror <laughs> sitcom is two and a half minutes. Fantastic. Uh, well, I guess to get to the news, as we teased a little bit, uh, right. uh, Scott, um, Scott, what cell phone provider are you on? I am on Verizon. Oh, so we got... We got three. We got three. <coughs> Nobody cares about Sprint. Right. Uh, of course, the big news broke Sunday. <laughs> uh, the word is uh, AT&T is buying T-Mobile. T-Mobile USA. Uh, you, I was saying, I was finishing I USA know. from their German counterpart. Um, of course, you know they're they're right. based in Germany, you know, and everything. Uh, so, uh, Chachi, you you wanted to lead this off. I do. <laughs> take take a big gulp. I did. Put the camera on yourself, and and you can have the floor. All right. Um. Let's start with T-Mobile's Q and A. You received this it, as a T-Mobile customer. A T-Mobile you customer. have a G two Android phone. We've right. talked about it before. Um. It was sent to my email, mm-hmm. and they posted it on Twitter. Okay. Here are the questions they're being asked, and I'm not going to read their complete answer. I'm going to go through, and I'm going to group them. Okay. So here are the questions. <laughs> I've organized this for your consumption. <laughs> Will my service change? Will I now be billed by AT&T? And is T-Mobile USA getting the, I- the iPhone? I can answer all three of those questions one shot. No. That's it. Well, the big thing is, right for everybody right now, at least for a year, nothing's changing for yeah, you. Nothing. It's business as usual. Right. This it's is... going to take at least a year for this deal to get hashed out, mm. even longer, to the point where AT&T gave T-Mobile $3 billion and said, this is just in case this thing falls. That's just in case, cause, <laughs> and there's actually already been a little bit t- today, a, a senator has asked the DOJ and the FCC uh, to to uh, apply friction to this process. Right. Because uh, this this big the, the the numbers I'm hearing is I think uh, uh, both these companies together will account for 42 percent of the cell phone market, uh, right. which is up from I think around 28 is Verizon's and uh, Sprint's like under 10, I think. Uh, this is all off the top of my head, of course. Um, but in, in that market in the United States, 42 percent's a monopoly. Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. that's all there is to it. Um, Unlike common knowledge, where everyone thinks that 51% or more is a monopoly, mm-hmm. that's not true. It's a level it, it, of influence. Right. When one company owns a majority share out of three companies, it's 42%. I mean, that's what it takes in this case. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's not but on the bright side as juggalo john points out in the chat room at least those stupid ads will stop i think i think the bubbly uh t-mobile 4g girl is what he's referring to right yeah and i mean yeah then uh, there's more to the q a okay um i can group these ones together <laughs> um let's see will my service change why is t-mobile doing this <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Why are you well, doing this? Why do bad things happen? We've been so good to you. But that—that's what it says. It says, "Why is T-Mobile USA doing this, and will T-Mobile USA's quality be reduced?" Okay. Yes. Those those questions get grouped together. Also. Okay. Um, they all deal with service. Okay. And they all deal with accounts. Uh-huh. If anything from this merger, and I I will continue to call it a merger mm-hmm. until the buyout happens. <laughs> In in this merger, the only thing that can happen is good things as far as service goes. 
you're taking two companies that couldn't accomplish something on their own thanks to Verizon. Mm-hmm. Um, Verizon is such a huge company that they own fiber lines, they own uh, call centers, and this isn't. I'm not talking about call centers where you call to get help with your phones and stuff. I'm talking about the actual networking part of it that controls yeah. all the calls that are made, both on landlines and cell phones. They've they've bought so much right. of the bells v- back. Right. Verizon owns so much stuff that AT and T and T Mobile can't expand or build their LTE network mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without teaming up. And well, in in the sticking point on this, both uh, companies would go broke trying. And well, the sticking point on what they're going to be going broke trying is upgrading to LTE, right? Uh, because of I don't know what magic sauce that Verizon has with their their setup now, but they they have LTE. It was all over the arena the other night. It's all over your TVs. It's all over every video I watched on YouTube that has ads. Uh, but they're like, we're LTE, we're here, and and we're not BSing about it. Right. You know, and, and whereas, you know, uh, everybody else, well, Verizon 2 is, but everybody else, and even more so with T-Mobile, was your uh, DSPA Plus, I think I got the letters right there, uh, is not 4G, guys. Nobody has 4G. It's a marketing term. The standard for 4G is actually a good bit higher than what any of these guys are capable of, but even to reach that fake feed, fake LTE 4G, uh, apparently, uh, T-Mobile and AT&T can't compete with right. Verizon on their own. They can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I have personal experience when it comes to dealing with Verizon. Mm-hmm. I worked for a dial-up internet company. Mm-hmm. With dial-up internet, you have to deal with Verizon. If If Verizon says no you can't buy any of their lines in an area, mm-hmm. you're not reaching that area. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if if Verizon says, we want $1,500 per circuit in this area, if you don't give them $1,500 per circuit or more, you're not getting in that area. Mm-hmm. Verizon has that power. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, AT&T and T-Mobile are doing what they have to do to survive. If it means that one company gets swallowed up in another, that's fine. And it's unfortunate because I know a lot of people that are on T-Mobile, you know, uh, are like, it's good to us. The customer service is the best. And oh, you know what? I, I'm not going to advocate drug use, but I honestly think <laughs> that upon entering the T-Mobile call center every morning, mm-hmm. each employee is giving, given a supply of Coke to last them through the day because they are always happy and bubbly and they are always ready to go. I have never talked to a sad T-Mobile rep, ever. They're, I have they, never... they got them all from the same place they got the girl in their commercial. <laughs> <I> have... <laughs> Maybe she's from the call center. I have never, ever called T-Mobile and got a rep that was having a bad day. They don't have those at T-Mobile. Uh, they LTE, don't exist. LTE. I don't know. I think I summed up LTE. It's... I don't know. LTE is <laughs> a, faster, a faster technology. I don't know the specifics beyond that. Rob probably does. Right. Yes. You'd have we... to tune in next week. Rob, <laughs> yeah. Rob could explain that all to you. LTE. Um, as far as I know, LTE is half a step up to the next 4G. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a stepping stone to get where they want to go, but they can't get there yet. <laughs> that was so epic, the way you put that. Wow. Uh, so, somebody on the outside, Scott's just the heat. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, somebody on the outside of Verizon, what do you, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> I'm one of those guys that I, I, when it comes to technology, I, I sort of approach it the same way as some guys approach cars. Like I think I know a lot of, we all know a lot of guys who 
love talking about cars, love getting under the hood, love tweaking, fixing, breaking things. Like, I'm not that guy. I'm definitely <laughs> the guy, like, the first time a car breaks, I'm like, hey, I don't enjoy this. And I'm, I'm the same way. I was on, the first cell phone I had was on Sprint, and it was it was dropping, it was doing everything else. So at one point with the Verizon, I've had very few problems with it. Mm-hmm. When the iPhone started coming out, I was like, oh, the iPhone, pretty. But then hearing all the stories about dropped calls and this, that, and the other, I'm like, all right, well, Verizon works. I'm good. I'm just going to mm-hmm. ride it out. I'm not one of those guys who would ever switch for, who would be convinced to switch or change because I'm like, well, this works. I'm good. Okay, so you okay. get comfortable where you're at and just. You're good. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's fine. For a little bit of geek cred, I'm sure for our chat room, what, what do you uh, carry for a phone? Oh, uh, the. Uh, the Droid or sorry, the HDC Incredible, which is a very good name and a very appropriate name for the phone because it's the precious. <laughs> good things, like good things. Yeah, well, the, cam- I mean, the camera in particular for someone who's crazy for uh, tweeting and sending photos up is is very handy. And I'm sure this thing can do twenty or forty other things that I have no idea how to make it <laughs> do, but uh, really, really happy with it. Well, I have an HTC also, so yeah. I'm right there with you. I love their device. I say yeah. if, if I was to go Android, you know, uh, which is in, uh, completely outside the realm, I, I definitely look to HTC in some form or another. Uh, you, from the ones from Joy's I've seen, from his, they look like the best built phones out there. I mean, they're great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, we had the, the discussion offline yesterday um, where I said that I wouldn't change networks for a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd made a comment that I would if I was, I like the Atriex, which is the new phone from AT and T that comes with the laptop that you plug it into. Okay, and you can just type away on it. Yeah, that's um, a really interesting concept. It, I... Yeah, I mean, it looks like a fun device to have. Like, mm-hmm. I would like to play with it for a little bit at least. Um, but I said that if I was going to move to AT and T, I would get the iPhone. Yeah, and I caught so much flack for that. <laughs> being being a Droid user, I caught so much crap. People calling me, uh, call, uh, like saying that I was a traitor mm-hmm. or that yeah. uh, I was now a fanboy for Apple. And that's not the point I was making. Right. I just know that if I was moving to AT&T, it wouldn't be for a phone. Right. It would be because, well, now I have to. But, I mean, before it would just be because I was looking for something better. Now, I will say, in, in terms of Apple, I, I am definitely that guy who... Uh, a couple years ago, I went. I am. I'm very weary of all the problems I'm having with my PC. I'm going to try. I know the artist guys I I work with all speak highly of Mac. I think I will try a Mac, and I am now that guy that the <laughs> hardcore nerds hate. Like, oh yeah, he buys a Mac because it never breaks. Like, it, it that's because it doesn't break. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That's the reason. Yeah. I don't have to call you anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I, we were just we had to uh, purchase a laptop just the other day that was PC based, and we were at the store and I was watching it boot up and going through the whole process and going oh yeah i remember this this kind of <laughs> yeah. sucks yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, I used to build them you know and now it's like i'm more into video production and everything and it's like i can't be stuck fixing a motherboard anymore right i'm just gonna buy a mac <laughs> yeah so, i mean i it, yeah. when it, when the other day i think it was actually this morning my i was in mac and the web browser crashed and i mm-hmm. literally went huh because it's probably literally probably the fourth time that's happened to me in a year and a half. <laughs> and like, well, I, I remember when that was you know like a daily thing on the old computer. And I, I think that 
in a business and, and when I'm so multitasked and everything else, it really is, I know the Macs are more expensive and everything else, but boy, when you're running your own business and you're, you're have your time frame, like downtime is really, really bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and if I have to spend a little bit more on a Mac, but I know that I don't have to walk away from the computer and go, it's not going to crash one in the other room for mm-hmm. some random reason, is it? That, that's worth you it to me. have plenty of Apple stores in the area if it should happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but to not get all fanboyish yeah. here. Um, but... Speaking of AT&T. Yeah. Um, well, I, I wanted to make one. one no. uh, th- this leads into no. the next one. <laughs> no. No, I'm kidding. All right. Well, <laughs> I, well, I'm somebody that's, uh, I think, Missy had AT&T Wireless when they weren't part of AT&T, I say proper, the, right. the company, the landline company, cable company, whatever the hell they had back in the day. Got that section, I actually sold the phones on that service. I was wonderful experience uh got bought by singular remember that whole entity got absorbed by at&t which spun off wireless that got bought and they rebought so put that together uh so i've seen the headaches as far as this and that was just really just kind of company shifts yeah the greatest thing that came from it is we got rollover minutes from at&t that we didn't have before uh which i'm surprised they still have that to be honest <laughs> that that i thought that would have faded at some point right. but apparently it's still a big sell you know i know we have like five thousand of them um <laughs> but, but my my problem is and i fear for this t-mobile is your great customer service you know and i really worry about your build of phones but become, being that there'll be less competition hopefully at&t gets a little more serious about android Atrix, you know, Atrix aside, they haven't been. Right. I'm sorry, you're on AT and T. This is your only kind of real option, and well, I, I think mean, they just got the Windows Phone. But and as a case, and okay. a, a little sort. L- let me ask you something. All right. right. And this is going to catch me more crap, but you're you're looking for a cell phone company. Yeah. All right. You're not currently on AT and T, but you you research AT and T, and AT and T is the best for your your neighbor area, yeah, in your area yeah. of work. If you're going to AT and T, honestly, put your fanboyism aside. All right, are you gonna pick an Android, or are you gonna go? iPhone. Well, honestly, based on the shiny commercials that are way better than the scary Android commercials or whatever, or little aliens or whatever's <laughs> going on there. I've ranted about this before. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an iPhone. Right. You know? You're going to take. You're going to take the phone that has a solid company backing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a company yeah. that has been there for twenty plus years. And then, and I think the other thing is, I, I think people may be asking, what's an Android? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the, and I think the apps too. I mean, I don't know the, the background, but I mean, there's <laughs> that's, so that's, that's many the, more. The commercials show off what it does. Yeah. Not, we can do a lot of stuff, but we're going to show you scary, scary eyeball. Well, and I mean, again, yeah. I'm, I'm specifically Verizon with the Droid. Come the, on. The market. Uh, Apple had the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. It, by the time Apple got into phones, they were set. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew the reputation, knew that they were a solid company. And it was built off of iPods. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, all they had to do was make an iPod that could call people. And we understand and that's what they their did. competition at the time was the Windows mobile phone, which was a lot like Windows. Yeah. And uh, but anyways, as a little preview of what you can expect, uh, if you're one of those people that keeps telling me to jailbreak their iPhone so they can uh, use tethering, 
you know, so because I, I don't want to get out of my grandfather's unlimited plan, you know, just to pay $20 more for two gigabits of data. Uh, it's right. not worth it to me, you know. Right. Uh, we, we got a Verizon MiFi uh, with the iPad. That, that's fine. We're good, okay? Dear I, I'd rather... user. So, uh, yeah, dear user. We've noticed your service plan may need updating. <laughs> Many AT&T customers use their smartphones as a broadband connection for other devices like laptops, netbooks, or other smartphones a practice commonly known as tethering. Tethering can be an efficient way for our customers to enjoy the benefits of AT&T's mobile broadband network and use more than one device to stay in touch with important people and information. To take advantage of this feature, we require that in addition to a data plan, you may also have a, or you also have a tethering plan. Blah, blah, blah. Our records show that you use this capability but are not subscribed to a tethering plan. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes on to list all of the, uh, listen, the details. Listen, uh, if you're wondering how the heck they're doing this, uh, oh, I've been doing it for so long, they never caught me, etc., etc. Um, uh, I swapped a SIM card from a unsmartphone, let's call it, one of those like kind of texting... You know, you can probably pay $10 for unlimited internet plans. Boost uh, mobile. Into what? Boost Mobile. No, 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 no. I mean, for an AT&T phone. Oh, okay. You know, one of those little kind of, not BlackBerry, but it has Facebook. Okay. Um, <laughs> into, uh, it was an AT&T Tilt, Windows phone. Uh, yeah, it recognized that. And uh, upgraded our plan automatically to a, a smartphone plan. Uh, and, you know, I, I couldn't trick them. So right. if, if they can figure that out... The companies know what you're doing on their network. Yeah, yeah. They have an idea. It's their network, and you're like, well, I should be able to do anything that I want. No. No, it's their network, guys. It's, it's okay, yeah, it's your phone, but go find somebody else that'll take your phone on their network because it's their network. And that's where the regulations come in. That's where the fight comes in. And this is more stuff that can be locked down if somebody gets too huge, right. like AT&T T-Mobile. So, I mean, and that's the word. T-Mobile called me when I put a SIM card into a Sidekick. Oh wow! And that is the customer service. They're yeah. sending a mass text to everybody else on AT and T. Right. No, when I when I tried to put my SIM card into a Sidekick, they called mm -hmm. me on the Sidekick. Is everything all right? Why the heck do you have a Sidekick? Yeah, they're like, um, <laughs> our, our, your account came up as having a Sidekick, but you don't have that data plan. Mm -hmm. Do you want to add that data plan so you can use the full capability of the phone? There are special features with that. They actually right. just shut down the servers for the sidekicks in the last couple of weeks. Right. That's because they're moving on to the LTE. Of course. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they know what you're doing. Mm. You're, you're on their equipment. They're able to tell what you're doing. Uh, a little bit of positivity for you, sir. Positivity. We got yeah. You got to look at it a little bit. Uh, two things just came out this week that of interest to. Oh, well, I downloaded it. You downloaded. Uh, well, uh, there's the Amazon App Store. Of course, right. is the big news I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Yes. But even more importantly today, and why I'm excited, the new Angry Birds, Birds guys, Angry Birds Rio came out, and you lucky bastard, I got it for free. You got it for free. Yes, because uh, the Amazon App Store is Android only. Oh. Well, it's, it's specifically the Amazon App Store. And obviously, yeah. they're not going to be able to do anything like this for iTunes. But right. but there are several app stores aside from the main one that you can use for the Android yes, already. There are. And why not Amazon? What, look what they did for books. <laughs> right. <laughs> why not? I bought I bought Xbox Live games off of Amazon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I mean, why not? And how was your experience? What is your review as a, as an avid Android user? Okay. Um. Well, obviously, you can't get the Amazon App Store in the Android App Store. No. So there was some debate <laughs> on it's like, okay, is a comp- competition? Is yeah. Google going to block it? Right. So you have to go to Amazon and get it. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. They send you a text message. You enable third-party apps. It downloads. It installs. You open it. Bam. New app store. It looks like Amazon. Uh, you use your Amazon account for it. You don't use any of your t- uh, Android device accounts. Mm-hmm. Will you turn that off? Oh, no. I'm sorry. You Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I'm, I'm just uh, sampling Angry Birds yeah, sampling on the iPad. My, um, anyhow. Um, from what I moment. can tell, uh, they have an app daily that is going to be free. Cool. Which was, holy crap, Angry Birds. Yeah. Granted, it's 99 cents, but still. Right. Um, they came out with a new Angry Birds. It's Angry Birds Rio. Uh, based on the new based movie Based on coming the new out. bird movie coming out, um, Rio. As you can hear. Yeah. Um, Sorg is playing that in the background. But it was pretty easy, and it looks pretty good on your on your Android. I got, of course, right here. I instead of pigs, you're you're battling. Yeah. You're saving the birds from the cages. Right. Let me get a little and bit here. See those? I don't know how much they can see there, uh, going on, but uh, it just looks like. And, and the graphics look really nice for it. Right. Like and it's they not have just on the iPad. That it looks. It looks nice. really nice on yours. Um, my yeah. 3GS, it didn't look too hot. I grabbed the free version just to see how how it ran. I mean, they... I'm sure it looks fantastic on like. The Retina version. Yeah, but they, uh, they cleaned it up. Oh um, yeah, the graphics are crisper, a lot smoother. There's like another layer in front of it when yeah. it moves. I mean, it, they just it, it just it's an upgrade. And, and one review I saw real quick was, uh, I can't wait for them to do a proper sequel and add these features to it. And I I barely delved into this thing, and I will spend a lot of time with it because <laughs> uh, I've been up until this point uh, backtracking back to Christmas and seasons, and uh, this is my new. The new one, right? Yeah. So. So. Yay, Angry Birds. Yay, Angry Birds. <laughs> yeah, not saturated yet, amazingly. So, uh, yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot to drop our man a line here. Yeah, he's waiting. Is, is he ready? Oh, he's ready. He is ready. I did get him a line. So uh, we had something uh, kind of interesting set up here. Uh, Mad Mike from the Wrestling Mayhem Show, also Crisis of Infinite mics.wordpress.com I screwed that up earlier um, he, he's had the opportunity to test out the Nintendo 3DS and considering I don't think I know anybody that no. has or expressed interest in buying this thing uh, meaning uh, you know sorry Tylenol stock is not going to go up in the Pittsburgh area um, so for those who don't know it's, it's, it's the new Nintendo DS of course the successor to the DS, DSi, whatever the heck the last one was, DSi XL. I've seen kids carry that around. I'm pretty sure it's for old folks. I don't get it. Um, but this is the one uh, for you, if you haven't, you know, been able to hear about it or anything. I haven't seen commercials for it. Have you guys? No. I mean, really, I'm not that much watch much regular TV anymore. But uh, which is really surprising from Nintendo. We, you won't be able to get away from it. Like the scare house, you won't be able to get away from it around Nintendo. <laughs> Hello, sir. Around Christmas. So, Mike, I, now you've been you've been testing this out down at like at the Nintendo World Store, right? Uh, at the Nintendo World Store and actually at Grand Central Terminal, they have a whole setup oh, wow. there until the end of March. Nice, nice. 
Yeah, so a, cu a couple of my friends are coming in from around Ooh. the various inner tubes next week, and I'm bringing them down. Thank you, Chachi. That's nice. <laughs> I, I was just getting that for you, sir. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I went there to check it out because, like you were saying before, Sorg, I wasn't planning on getting the 3DS. Mm -hmm. And I, I went there, and I wanted to hate it. Mm-hmm. And I just can't. It's it's so like I have to give Nintendo props for constantly like staying ahead of everyone else because I've never played any game like I've played some of the games there before. Okay, okay. Now, now, uh, I guess the, yeah. The big thing is, of course, it's going to be a hardware upgrade, but it's the 3D. Uh, how does how does that play off uh, your your no glasses 3D? Well, um. I played a couple different games. I played this game called Steel Diver, mm -hmm. which is like a submarine game. It's a very basic game, at least the version I played. But it's really kind of cool because you have to hold the 3DS up, and it's like you're in a submarine. And you go back and forth trying to shoot down enemy subs with torpedoes. And uh, they have, um, on the 3DS, on the back screen, you can have it be 2D mode. Which is, it's still fun, but when you enhance it to 3D mode, the graphics are amazing. Like, I was taken, just taken aback by how realistic it looks with the 3D images, even though it's just, like, basically two kind of light sources that are just coming in together, almost like you're crossing your eyes. Okay. But it, it comes together and it looks really awesome. Um, did you have any great length playing these to, to see if there is a little while? How do you usually do with 3D, first of all? Um, well, I the first time I went to um, Grand Central, I probably played for about maybe a half hour, 40 minutes. Because mm -hmm. I, te I test ran, like they had about 10 or 12 different stations. So I tried a whole bunch of different games. And um, I didn't really have any ill effect from it, but then again, I stare at a computer screen all day. <laughs> um, uh, the it didn't really seem like it was that much. Like I don't necessarily buy the fact that if you play it for an hour, you're gonna start to get a headache. I mean, I could see maybe a neck ache because you're looking down at a screen, but mm -hmm. I get the same thing when I play Angry Birds on my eye touch. Mm -hmm. Now, how how sensitive is uh you know you say you you're playing a game with a bit of movement? I see there's a gyroscope and motion sensor and all this stuff like in the iPhone. Uh, you know, how does that? You know, you say it's like crossing your eyes, so it, it, it seems like uh, there might be a bit of focus needed. Uh, how does that work along with the motion? And do you and and the question also is, can you play this thing in the car? With, Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe not all the games, per mm -hmm. se. Like, um, Steel Diver, as I mentioned before, probably can't play in the car. Just because, like, I was literally turning around in a full 360 to look for the different submarines. Mm -hmm. Granted, I was just trying it out, so I'm sure it's like, you know, once it's like the Wii. When you, when you start playing Wii Sports, you're like going Venus and Serena Williams when you're playing tennis, and then you realize, <laughs> hey, I can just sit down and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I did learn that you can't play golf sitting down if you have small animals running around. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that gets And you dangerous. also can't play Wii Fit if you have small animals running around. <laughs> Found that one out the hard way. Yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> um, but, 
I tried the uh, the Face Raiders thing. Mm-hmm. That's like, I believe it's a built-in game with the system, and it's 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 kind of like the me system on the Wii, only it takes a picture of your face and then inserts you into the boss of a mini shooter game. And you just aim around and you're aiming at your own head and these enemies that you have to shoot down and sometimes you bop yourself in the head and it alters what your face to look like you're in pain. Or sometimes you can shoot... Um, uh, shot in your mouth and it looks like you have a giant like mouthful of cotton and you eva- evaporate or whatever. But I it was thought we just... were almost an unclean show there. <laughs> no, I was just having fun. Oh no, this. no, I, I was I'm good. I I know this isn't the mayhem show. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't know where to, it was going. You know. right. Um. Oh, great. Well, now now you're somebody. You have a one of the newer iPod touches, the the iPhone four equivalent ones. Uh, I know you game a bit on it. Um. How? Yeah. There it is. There it is. Uh. How does it compare? Um, uh. Well, it's it's kind of hard to compare them, only because I'm I'm a button kind of guy. Okay. Like, like I have a few games on my iTouch that are joystick ready, and I just don't get as into it. Like as some of the other games, like Angry Birds is fine because it's all just touchscreen sensitive. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, being a Spider-Man fan like I am, I got the Ultimate Spider-Man game on my iTouch, mm-hmm. and I mean it's fun. It the graphics are amazing on it for, for excuse, excuse me uh, for what it is, but I, I mean maybe it's just because how I've been raised. I'm more of a button guy. Like I'd probably prefer a game on the DS as opposed to the iTouch because I tried um, the Simpsons arcade game like the free version on there and I tried uh, there was one I went to the Apple store uh, this weekend and I tried a zombie shooting game mm-hmm. and it had uh, the two uh, thumb joysticks that you know wherever you put your thumbs on the iPad that's where the joysticks will pop up and it was just really awkward and cumbersome because it's like you're trying to like I I I'm a large guy. I have big man hands. So like, man hands. This, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm holding the smaller iPad too, and I'm trying to put my thumbs on it, but I'm also trying to see what's happening on the screen. And I don't know. It just doesn't really gel for me. Like I like having my control buttons on mm. a separate area than where I have to keep my focus on a video game that yeah time. i know I, I just watched a review for nba jam on the iphone today and they said you know a lot of times you get to the bottom corner of the screen and that's where your thumb is you know mm-hmm. so but i it, i don't know i think it's comparable and i, I guess it depends on the kind of you're definitely going to get more pure games on this system oh yeah like, yeah i mean that that's a def like I know you had Infinity Blade, and I wanted to try mm-hmm. that out at the iPad store, but none of the ones that I demoed happen to have it on there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it does look like a fun game. Like, the graphics look amazing for it, but I just... I'm more of a console guy, more of a handheld console kind of guy. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, we got a little bit of a hands-on here with uh, the Nintendo DS. Uh, thanks, Mike, for joining us here from the Bronx. Uh, and uh, your site again? Uh, Infinite... Crisis of Infinite Mikes.wordpress.com. Excellent. And of course, you can see Mad Mike. He joins us on the Wrestling Mayhem show that we record after this show here on Tuesdays. Uh, 
at roughly eight o'clock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot of fun on that show too. Uh, parental express. Uh, Parental, parental discretion, discretion is definitely advised uh, for that <laughs> one. So, uh, well, on that note, we do have to get out there, get out of here for said show. Mike, we'll just leave you on here for that. <laughs> um, Scott, thanks for joining us. Oh, absolutely. Thank Scarehouse.com. Uh, and we look forward to see uh, Pittsburgh zombies coming up this fall. Yep. Yep. Uh, last weekend in September is when we opened, uh, about 183 days away. Follow your Twitter is? Uh, Scarehouse Scott. And uh, what's the, the bunny is? Uh, Scarehouse Bunny. Yeah. He's fun. He's fun to follow too. Yeah, and so. Scarehouse is also on Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTube, I think it's the Scarehouse, and Facebook it's Scarehouse. Everything's linked at the bottom of the site. Yeah. Yes, so. everything. Excellent, uh, Shashi. You you do things. Sometimes. You do things. I've started reading your blog. Amazingly, I know. Hey, considering that it's hosted on, it makes it easier. <laughs> and if I use the proper RSS feed. That was me. That was you. I, that was I, a lot of kicking. Yeah, I had you're my like, feet you're, up you're, on you're the, uh, kind of in. angry about me not reading your blog. Well, yeah, I am angry about you not <laughs> reading my blog, but considering I get most of my feedback Listen, from you, you got like a thousand games. I will have plenty of time to catch up. Wow, <laughs> you're fired. What number? What game are you on? Um, we posted twenty six today of one thousand. Do you have a staff over there at Chachi Says dot net? I do. So are you? Yeah. Forgive me for this. Are you playing a thousand games start to finish? Is that oh, the give me your not, mission he's statement? Not that crazy. It's not start to finish. Where'd it go? The book was well. Some games don't finish. Like book, I'm sure Tetris the book is on was there. Right up there, right up by the owl. Oh, here. That, yes, there's an owl. <laughs> we got this. I got this book for Christmas. Uh, one thousand and one video games you must play before you die. Ah, and so, so I'm going Thanks, through and playing all one thousand one. Wow. Um, some of them you can't beat because there's no ending. Um, online games and stuff like that you can't. Mm. Gotcha. I'm just playing them for a fair length of time. To kind of yeah. see the gist of the experience. Right. Gotcha. That's so, I mean, and that's all being posted every day except for the weekends because I take those off. I realize it's still going to take you at least five years to do the whole thing. It'll take me five years. Uh, if I post every day. A game a day. Some days will be more than one game. Except weekends. Except for weekends. <laughs> I, mean, I find it funny that you take weekends off from playing video games. No, I don't take them off from playing. <laughs> I take them off from posting. Uh, okay. I, I still have to play on the weekend. It's for you, the reader, who wants to have that break in that long day. Right. So, so I mean, you do 52. So you've done 52 so far. No, I've done 26 games so far. Gotcha. Since the end of February. Um, but I mean, and what's been the best of the twenty six that you've done? I'm hijacking 26? the show. No, um, that's what I do. <laughs> Such a <bad>. Either, <laughs> either uh, World of Warcraft or Uplink, which okay. is a really simple hacker game from England. Oh, gotcha. So. And how about the worst? What was the worst? Yeah. EverQuest. EverQuest. By oh Sony yeah, Online he has an episode of yeah. Chachi says okay. cast about yeah. that. Uh, where I had to start censoring him because I thought maybe, <laughs> maybe we didn't want to take the show in that direction. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. We had fun with censoring yeah, the, him though. I wanted the title of the show to be "Fu Sony Online Entertainment." Gotcha. Um. The, the, <laughs> I ended up naming it after your hat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the name of the show ended up being "Chachi um, Says the Hat" for Chachi Says the Man. Yeah. Because that's with, the only thing I could recover from it. <laughs> with uh, every f bomb being bleeped out. By a Mario jumping sound. You know wow. how easy it is to find every sound from Super Mario Brothers One on the internet. 
I found out <laughs> it's the second thing in Google. Um, <laughs> wow. On that note, we do have to get yes. out of here. You want to Sorgatron.com. <laughs> What? Oh, me? You want to give them the contact? I thought you asked if I wanted to go home. I'm like, I am. No. This is my home. Uh, contact. Wait, do your dance. Contact at awesomecast.com 724-258-CAST. It's from the mall. Um, I can't not do that now. Uh, and of course, I'm over at Sorgatron.com. Check out all our fine shows at SorgatronMedia.com. SorgatronMedia.com. Oh, we're on your YouTubes. We're on Blip TV. Uh, we're on MediaFly. We're um, everywhere on the internet that you should be. I think we're oh. on Roku. Uh, by RedTube? Via the, no, we're not on no. RedTube. That's, <laughs> that okay, is you're not, getting too close to the wrestling yeah, show. That is not uh, awesome, Cash thank, thank you. Thank you to our awesome chat. Thank you for our awesome guests. You're our awesome audience, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah.